Good morning, and welcome to TV Donut, uh, the podcast where we pick a television show completely at random off a spreadsheet we stole off the internet, and we watch the first episode and the last episode of the show that we picked, and we try to figure out what happened in the middle. My name is Hannah. With me, as always, is my darling co-star, Saskia. Hello, everyone. Uh, and not with us today, obviously, since I'm speaking and, and not doing this intro very well, because it's been a while, I feel like. You're doing much better than I would be. Uh, Piers Wright is not here. He was uh, kidnapped yesterday. But he oh, wow. was able to text for help, and the person that he always texts for help, obviously, is our sub-donut, Eric. It's me, Eric. And he came to the rescue. Uh, I didn't realize he was kidnapped. That yeah. kind of sucks. I think he's coming back. It's a temporary kidnapping, but I don't think he went by choice. He wouldn't miss Flashpoint by choice. <laughs> no, It is not. a great Canadian show that I was so excited that we picked last time because I've seen it before. I've actually seen oh. a lot of the episodes multiple times. I remember both these episodes. Like, I probably didn't even really need to watch these. Because uh, I, like, I sometimes when I go back and watch stuff I've seen before, I don't remember what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These two were, like, burned in my memory. And this is from, what, 2007? 2008. Yeah. So, ten years ago. And I still was oh pretty... God. I knew how everything was going to work out. <laughs> so, anyway. I love the show. You guys, I'm assuming, I know Saskia hasn't seen it. Eric, had you heard of it? Seen it? Oh, I've heard of it before. Um, uh, my mom's a big Hugh Dillon fan. Yes, That's I great. mean, can we talk about this cast? We have it's a, amazing. Uh, father of Veronica Mars. We've yep. got a Canadian rock star legend in Hugh Dillon. Ugh, we've got Sam Braddock, like the sexiest, hottest guy to get off an airplane ever on television. Damn, so pretty. And we've got a former Power Ranger in Jules. Yes, so, that's pretty cool. I think. It's not bad. There's some good people on this cast. Yeah. It's great acting. I interrupted. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'd heard of it. I'd never seen it before. Um, I don't really watch uh, police procedurals. Yeah. Yeah. You two are haters on procedurals. I understand that. I'd say this one is better than most, in my opinion. Um, And if you don't know, Eric and Saskia and I do a, a sister cast together called The Clash of the Teen Drama Titans, where I force them to watch teen dramas that I love. We are getting so close to the end, and I am desperate to convince them that Clash of the Procedural Dramas would be an amazing second show, and I already have my list of my top favorite 20, and this one would be on it, so we could just skip right over it now, because you've already seen it. (laughs) All right, Saskia, do you want to say how you felt? I thought it was great. Good. I thought you would like this. Again, it's not your kind of thing, and you don't see it as much in this season, but there are definitely season arcs. There are relationships. Like, you, you didn't really get that in either of these episodes that yeah. much. I but like there is more more depth, but it's not as soapy as, say, like, a Rookie Blue is, which is, like, 90% about the relationships and 10% about the policing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, like, 80% policing and 20%... It was uh, a lot of action. ...personal drama that's going on at home or in between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's talk about what happened in the pilot, which is called Scorpio. It Woo-hoo! has a title. We <laughs> like it. I don't know why you guys like titles in, in pilots really? so much. Because we're lazy. writers and we think titles are important. It's so important. Although. For the starting point of your show. Both titles were said in these episodes. Yes. Which is what I don't care for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one, I mean, obviously, I think it's a good title and it had to be said. But in the second one. 
the planets aligned line kind of was like what no <laughs> it's a, it's a good title yeah okay so the show flashpoint we should say was created by two canadians mark ellis and stephanie morgan stern they do amazing work and we would love them to hire us okay <laughs> uh the pilot of flashpoint came out in july of 2008 i watched it at the time the team has to deal with a disturbed man who has just murdered his estranged wife and who has now taken a woman hostage outside of an office building. However, the situation only gets worse when his son arrives on the scene. Wow. Yeah. This is a very interesting episode, I thought, and complicated in terms of like how they cannot communicate with him. I didn't love, and I have been thinking about this all night, a way around it, how when he was talking to his wife, they were subtitled. Because it's like either... We know what he's saying or we don't. Very true. And they Mm -hmm. wanted us to understand that dynamic. I feel like we could have understood it without even having the subtitles, but it would have been a long scene of no one speaking English. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... uh, If you think about what was actually said in that scene, it was basically like, come with me. Um, and, and her response was like, I don't want to, or like, no, I can't. I have, she basically has a restraining order. I think that yeah. was the big piece of information is that she threatens to call the police He's not allowed to be near her. Um, and I was thinking, well, she could speak to him in English, but it's like, well, no, he wouldn't understand her. Yeah. Why would she do that? She could use the English word for police. Yes. I mean, that's a that's an easy cheat. I, I agree. And and I don't know. And maybe it was a network note where they were like, no, this part you have to actually subtitle <laughs> because this is a pilot and we want people to watch the second episode. <laughs> but I think that they could have just subtitled it all. Like, I don't know what sort of information we were losing. I agreed, but I think it was more to put us the feeling yeah. of being frustrated and and wanting to understand what he's saying, yeah. wanting to help, wanting to de-escalate. And it's like, even when he was getting a translator through the phone and he was saying whatever she was telling him to say, it didn't seem to, like, calm him down no. at all. So either, like, he's mispronouncing it, or it's like, yeah. it's not the context isn't getting through, or this guy's just not listening, right? Anyway, yeah. let's go yeah. back to the start. Uh, all of these episodes start the same way, where we're right in the middle of the action, uh, the worst whatever the worst thing is about to happen. Uh-huh. And in this one, he's trying to talk down this man, Gorin. Gorin. Yes. Uh, and we see Ed and Jules, who are up um, high up. They've got sniper rifles on Gorin. And uh, Greg calls for Scorpio. And Ed kind of like unlocks his weapon. Yes. Takes the safety, safety off. off. Thank yeah. you. So even when it puts his finger on the trigger. No context. We completely understand exactly what's about to happen in this situation from previous uh, shows we've watched basically yeah. not previous life experience <laughs> thankfully but it's like it's very obvious and then we get this like I've got the solution sound effect which I don't care for which is like <laughs> and then we're like back in into time into the credits yeah. yeah no that wasn't the, the credits, credits were, like, don't show up until later. Later. Yeah. yeah nine it's minutes first, in the first, first episode act. Um, like a lot of shows earlier. Uh, do it that way Really? No, the first, like the teaser and Act One, are go the whole way before they show the credits. It's a lot of procedurals. It's weird. Yeah. So then we're back, and uh, Wordy's waiting on Ed. Ed's home with his family, Sophie and his son Clark. And, and he's forgotten to tell her about a retirement party that he has to attend instead of the. 40th wedding anniversary of her parents. Yeah. yeah. So she's not stoked, and he kind of makes the mistake of saying, well, yeah, but they're my family. 
And she's like, well, yeah, but you're literally our family. These are literally my parents. Yeah. He says anniversaries happen all the time. Retirement comes only once. Yes. And then him and Wordy do this adorable song dance out of there that does not impress her at all. Was it adorable? So everybody's going to be there. Everybody. Even some of the old timers. Okay. This is like family. Good one. (laughs) Later, kiddo. Or not. So what do you want me to tell my parents? You're missing their 40th and all? I, Officer Wordsworth, what do I, what do I tell their parents? Uh, tell them, tell them to remember their Gilbert and Sullivan. Uh, when constabulary duty to, to be, be done, done, to be done. Policeman's job is not a happy one. Happy one. Okay. <laughs> That's good, you got it. Well, I thought it was kind of cute. It definitely established their camaraderie, I think. As, like, the pilot needs to kind of... We need to figure out who a lot of people are and who they are to each other very quickly. And I was such... It was two lines, right? And again, he's a musician, so it's probably why they're like, oh, let's get him to sing. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) But I thought it was cute. I thought I would have fell for it. I would have been like, okay, fine. You're forgiven this time. Again. But she doesn't. She's pissed. Yeah. Yeah. He's leaving. Yes. Okay. So then we meet the team, basically, right? So we do the whole, like, walk through the office. Uh, We meet Rolly, who's, like, this very tall, very big, strong dude. And um, Jules and Lou are fighting. They're competing over who can repel down the building faster. And she kicks his butt. And then um, Papa Mars... Greg Parker, Sergeant Greg Parker, gives them crap about leaving footprints on the building and how he gets in trouble for it. Mm -hmm. So you know the building's technically not designed for that. It's a super fancy building. Yeah, it's a very fancy cop shop, yeah. So they're on this team called the SRU, I think it's the Strategic Response Unit. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. So it's based basically on on a real team that does... And it's set in Toronto. ...works in Toronto, and uh, they they come in in very high stress situations when like the regular cops are kind of out of their depth with whatever's going on, and you know respond to shootings. Like obviously, if you read the news, you know that there's been a few shootings in Toronto in the last few years. So they would have been the ones to show up and try and save everybody. Hey. They're basically the ultra cops. Yes, there are more cops than the other cops. Uh, we meet Spike, who's one of my favorites personally. He's working on his bomb. Diffusing robot, I assume, uh-huh. which they called baby cakes. There's a few sexist moments in these episodes that I was like, "What is going there on?" There definitely is. Yeah, but again, I mean, that's probably the culture. That's probably the way it really is. Right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, are they depicting that, or are they just not noticing that they're acting like this? But on the other hand, Jules is treated as an equal. She's just as strong as the other guy. She's not kind of put down for being a female or being four feet tall, which seems unreal. Oh, by most of the other guys. We do get uh, some comments later in this episode. Yeah. So they're supposed to be going on this drug bust. They are not looking forward to it. They think this cop's a joke and it's probably going to be like nothing. Um, And Greg tells Ed he should go to the party and not the retirement. Yes. Because one day he'll be retiring. There's a hundred retirements. It's the exact opposite of the conversation he had with his wife. Yeah, Yeah, I thought that was interesting. their 40th wedding anniversary. That's never going to happen again. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Greg isn't married anymore. So maybe he knows that, you know, making the wrong choice over and over again will lead to him not having any anniversary parties to go to anymore. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. Yeah. And then we get the scene with Marta. Or Martha? Marta. Marta, yeah. And she was good, I thought. Yeah, I agree. In that scene. She mm-hmm. was 
frantically screaming for help. And that dickhead that just walks up. Oh my god. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll back up. Yeah. Go ahead and aim your gun at me. I'm That's, this so seems sorry. Wild. Like, I understand when someone's pointing a gun at you, you're like, oh, okay, now I can't help. But yeah. before but not that... so sorry either. <laughs> oh, so sorry. Yes. Oh, and also not a single person reacted in the background when she was shot. Everybody just kept walking. I'm like, people, this is an ongoing incident. <laughs> well, what was wild was that like, she was like screaming, help me, help, help. And then the guy was like walking by and he sort of turns his head around. He's yes. like, hey, uh, are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, she's, she's not. screaming for help. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, she gets shot. Um, and she's lying on the floor bleeding. And he warned her. And he runs. And then this cop hears over the radio his description as he's just, like, walking right by him. So they draw on each other. And that's when Gorin grabs this hostage, which is, like, a nice little blonde lady who just happens to be walking by. Which right next to him. Really sucks for her. Yeah. Dang. It's bad. Yes. Yeah, so they're on the way to this drug bus, and then emergency call goes off, change of plans, they gotta go down and deal with this guy now. Yeah. And uh, they find out Marcia's in critical condition. I thought she was gonna be dead for sure. I wrote down she was dead, and then I, I said they showed her breathing. And yeah. I was like, erase. Like, she's lying there <laughs> Not in dead blood. yet. Still Wait, alive. doesn't it say in the synopsis that he murders her? Uh, Yes. Spoiler alert. But yeah, we're definitely she's not, not going to make it. It oh. is confirmed. Oh, it is. Yes. Later in the episode, they say that she's that she's going to die. I don't oh. Think they say she has died. I did not hear that. Yeah. I definitely thought that it was left in the open. I'm like, oh, she's going to make it. No. Nope, that was my thought. I'm pretty sure I'll, when I get there, I'll see what my notes were. But mm. they definitely mentioned her a third time. And it was... It was a goner. She's she's not going to make it. Yeah. The kid's going to be by himself. Uh, Jules is really excited because they were going on an easy mission. She's been made Sierra 1, which means she's basically in charge. Yes. And she's stoked. And Ed is like, okay, going to let you take it. Even though this just got into a way more complicated situation than we thought you were about to deal with. Yeah. Where you probably were not going to definitely have to shoot anybody <laughs> at this drug bust. Yeah. Uh, and then I wrote, Sam gets off plane looking sexy as always. Let's talk about that. Yeah, well, we didn't know who this I kid know. was. I want, like, I want to hear your impressions, because I knew exactly who he was, and that he's the best. I definitely, I him. definitely thought something sketchy was going on. I was like, do you know where this is? Take me there. I'm like, he is... Uh, I thought he was going to be a villain. Yes, I did. Amazing. 100%. I well, could, I think you're probably yeah. supposed to think that, right? Because of what happens later. We'll, we'll talk about that. But, like, when he gets the guns pulled on him and everything. I literally thought it was, like, their introduction of the more serious villain of the episode. Yeah, I thought this would be, like, the season, <laughs> or the season villain yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Oh. And instead we get the best meat cute ever. Really? You uh, would consider this the best meat cute no, ever? It's terrible. <laughs> I wanted to see if you guys even had a hint that like they are like a super couple. <sighs> oh, it's so great. God, Anyways, I hated that. Oh, I know. It was terrible. When, oh, we'll get to it. Okay. So <laughs> the SRU show up. Uh, the cops are happy. They call them the cavalry. They're very uh, happy. Uh, Greg is frustrated that not only are they not communicating with Goran, they don't even know what language he's currently speaking. Yeah. yeah. He's like, how long have you been here? Yeah. Like, what have you done? Nothing? So their translator speaks Russian. They think this guy is maybe speaking Croatian. Mm-hmm. So he calls over the radio. He's like, find someone who can translate this, please. And then he gives Goran a radio and he gets all the other cops to get out of the way kind of thing, right? Uh, Sexy Sam previously mentioned, here's about what's going on over the radio and tells his driver to take him straight there. Yeah, don't worry. We're not going anywhere near that. Yeah. 
take a detour. <laughs> take me there. Uh, Lou is telling everyone where to go. Um, Ed and Jules are trying to get up, you know, so he's kind of um, directing traffic and he has all the plans of the buildings. Yeah. Sierra, switch on transponders and go to channel one. Copy. Sierra two, north building, 11 floors, elevator to the 10th. Two lefts, one right, staircase up. Roger that. Sierra one, east building, 15 floors. Look for a fire escape. He's basically like Cypher in the Matrix. Right. And I really enjoyed the scene where Ed got in the elevator with his yep. massive gun and all the business ladies were like, uh-huh. Okay. I'm pretty sure there was a guy in the back corner of it. He was like, Ugh, what is this guy doing? <laughs> and like, <laughs> I'm like, what would I do? Is that like, like when I get out and leave the building? Because the problem isn't in that building. It's He's trying to get a higher vantage point, right? So actually leaving the building would be the more dangerous thing yeah. to do. But you don't know that because you don't yeah. know what's happening. And then Jules can't. The elevators are shut down. The idiot security guard doesn't have a key. So she's got to walk up, which is just sucks for her. Yeah. yeah. And she gets navigated through the building. Uh, yeah. Until she hits a dead end. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, of construction. Building plants are much too old. And then she has to give up her... Sierra One. ...number one position, yeah. which uh. turns out to be a blessing for her. Mm. Uh, we meet Dr. Amanda, who's a forensic psychologist, who I didn't remember, so she will not be sticking I around very long. I can't remember her from <laughs> your mention of her name. She wasn't she, in the other... She was up at I the same now. time as Sam. She's got, like, the dark, the dark hair. hair. And she's talking to the son at the crime scene, and then Ed later on. Yes. Okay, yeah. Um... And that is when we find out Marta's not going to live. That's what I wrote down. Marta's ah. not going to live. So, yeah, she tells Ed, or not Ed, she tells Greg, so many names, uh, <laughs> that she's, that, that, the Marta's going to die, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we talk about Jules can't get to the roof. We got to there. Doctor doesn't think Gorn's on drugs. Says something about multiple stressors. Like, there's no friggin' way she would know that. Uh, <laughs> well... Well, she, uh, I don't she know. just decides it because of her expertise. Yeah. Uh, Jules finally gets to the roof. Uh, Gorn points the gun at the crowd into the police, and Greg calls for Scorpio. So we are back to where we started, mm-hmm. which is the structure of the show, which basically the last act is the part the solution. after whatever we saw in the beginning, exactly. So it's not, we're not seeing the end, we're seeing the start of the end. <laughs> At the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't mind. Some shows, uh, like NCIS does this weird device where they'll show you a still photo of where the next act is going to end. And it's usually someone's expression. So you're like, so your, your so brain strange. is like, where? how are we going to get there from where we're, from where we're starting? That would yeah. be so weird. Like you'd be concentrating it, on that the whole time. It is a very weird device. And... This one I don't mind as much. Nice, no, I don't with mind the it. rewinding. I think because of the the particular nature of their jobs, which is like they're always going to end up in this massively high stress situation. Yeah, to start in the middle of it and go backwards definitely okay didn't happen. With I usually that don't like that. Uh, it well, it or did. the one we watched. Yeah, it did. But it, no, it started in the past. Uh, right, but it, we did see the. Uh, we got the rewind. Yeah. Yes. Um, I feel like in this episode, they they didn't really use that. It was when Penny that. was praying in the closet. Yeah. 
they didn't really use that to its full advantage, I don't think, because we in in the in the in the the flash forward, I guess, like in the teaser at the beginning, we see that it's Ed uh, who's who's pulling uh, taking the safety off, um, and not uh, Jules. Yeah, and so there's this this plot line that's going that's going on during the episode like oh Jules is getting the chance to be Sierra number one and uh and we're following them both and she's going through all this whole thing so that she could be up at the top and I think that it would have been more effective if if it was wow like if it was building about how is she going to handle having to shoot this guy and, right. and kill someone for the first time maybe they also could have shot it so that they were both pointed at the subject so that we didn't know that the Sierras had switched. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's, she, that's yeah. also what I'm thinking. Like She could have been also aiming to shoot, and then, you know, Sierra 1, Scorpio, we think she's the one that's going to have to do it. But yeah. we find out mid-episode that they've actually switched places because of this roof incident. Yeah. yeah. See, it's done better in the other episode. Give us a job, guys. <laughs> we could have helped on that one. Everything else, perfect. All right, so big drama. Calls for Scorpio. Uh, Jules calls out. There's a runner. There's a kid running towards Goran. And so um, they call off the Scorpio. He says, okay, I'm not going to shoot. Rolly grabs the kid and holds him back. Uh, They try to get him to help communicate with his father. Him and his father are screaming at each other in Croatian. He is useless. Completely like beyond useless. useless. Yeah. And I understand this is a super high stress situation. He's really upset. But I just, I honestly, like, I found that so frustrating. He's escalating the situation. Yes. He screaming and it running at worst. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, maybe he, he heard on the news that his mother had died. And that's why he's, like, completely losing his shit. But we don't know because we don't know what he's saying. He doesn't seem to be aware He's asking his father what, what he's doing. Well, who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, they're trying to be like, what's your dad saying? What's your dad saying? He's just not, he's not even answering. He's not talking to the cops, which is, is making it worse. Yeah. Goran points the gun at the crowd again. Um, they call Scorpio. Ed takes the shot, but fucking kid runs right at him. And Jules tries to warn Ed saying, you know, watch out. And it's too late. The bullet's already gone. And Ed gets extremely lucky. Uh, and hits the father, not the son, but he completely loses it. Well, not completely, but he's like, I thought he was going to puke. I would have puked. I also expected him to vomit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's up on his rooftop pacing, sweating, like panicking that he almost killed an innocent 17 year old child. I mean, this man is definitely not innocent. He just murdered his ex-wife. I do like that it was a domestic dispute that um, they went with. And this isn't like some terrorist or yeah. like some foreign national. Or this is just some shithead man who can't deal with a restraining order, which happens all over the world every single day. And I'm sure the cops have to deal with it all the time. Domestic uh, disturbances yeah. and physical fights and violent people. And yeah, so it's everything works out. Everybody's happy. Uh, except for Peter, who's the son, yeah, that screams, "Why would you do that?" Mm-hmm. But I think to everyone else watching, it's pretty obvious why they did it. Like, yeah, that was it's, that situation was not de-escalating, and someone could have got killed. Yeah, it's yeah, with the son running towards him, he could literally pull that trigger. Yeah, at any second, we did miss they 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 kind of not laughed, but like when they found out he was using like a, a luger, I think they said, it's like the mm-hmm. gun's like old and like not. 
the oh. normal gun you would be shooting with if you were trying to kill a bunch of people. <laughs> I, I missed that. Uh, I mean, I heard that it was a Luger. I, I guess I missed that uh, detail about it. Yeah. I, t- I don't know guns, but I believe the reference they're making is like, it's it's not American. It's not it definitely new. It's like, it's like just a, like a weird weapon to be using in this kind of a situation. A right? different gun than we even like see a, on TV. One you would like, keep for like antique reasons mm-hmm. it had a super long thin but please barrel you know tweet at me if i'm wrong because i know nothing about guns whatsoever and uh there was a lot of gun talk there was a whole scene in the beginning where they're talking about guns and i was like i'm not even gonna write any of this down i don't understand what they're talking about <laughs> he doesn't like the gun that's all i'm getting from this yeah. yeah okay so everything is uh resolved no one's allowed to speak to ed because he just shot and killed someone and and he gets his gun taken away and everything which is um standard Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of walks through the scene, which I thought was powerful. Like the way they they took three minutes to have him literally have to physically walk from where he was to the car where he needs to leave, and he's got to pass his team. He's got to pass Peter, who is talking to the doctor. He's got to pass this body on the ground. He's not allowed to say anything, and he's obviously in shock. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know. I thought that scene was good. And then we get the scene with Sam, where he walks up and... Tells her she's a sexy lady sniper. That was so weird. I like know. I can't believe that you would choose to do that. Like it, 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 it's it's extremely it's so cocky. Strange. It's very cocky. Hey, saw the whole thing. I'm Sam. Sam Braddock. Good for you. You don't see lady snipers too often. That's kind of sexy. What's that? A Remy Seven Hundred? Classic. Hard to top one MOA. I carry a vintage Colt myself. Pro grips. Put your hands where I can see them. Hands where I can see them, sir. Lower your weapons. Lower your weapons. Easy. It's my dad. Pro grips. Braddock, your instructions were to report to the station. Sorry, sir. I heard it on the radio. I didn't want to miss it. Good work, Team 1. Team 3 will relieve you. SIU needs witness statements, then see Dr. Luria for a debrief. Braddock, come with me. Nice post-incident reflexes, guys. And he doesn't know her. No, he doesn't. And is he aware that he's about to be on her team? Yes. Yes. I think he thinks they know who he is. (laughs) They know he's coming. Because the way he says his name, he's like, I'm Sam Braddock. It's like, I think he's tr- he, he thinks they should recognize that. And should know. But they haven't been told yet that one of their team members has been promoted and yeah. is being replaced. Uh. So that's why their boss, when their boss Norm shows up, uh, he gets super pissed. And he's like, I told you to go to the station. Like, you shouldn't just show up here. Like, you're, what the fuck are you doing? And Sam is kind of like, sorry, like, I oh, heard sh- it on the radio. Shit. Like, it's like he didn't think he was doing anything wrong. He's like a little puppy who's like, yes, I'm on this team. I'm on this team. Like, yeah. the sexy sniper shit is, is bad. <laughs> I, I I totally get uh, what he thinks he's doing, but it just did not work out for him whatsoever. I'm interested in the donut because uh, we don't see anything from him that's, like, good or interesting other than he read a book. <laughs> Uh, well, we do find out when he's introduced finally at, at the bar uh, that he's just come off the JTF2 squad, which in Canada is like the our version of um, like the Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of like an elite soldier. And Jules is like, 
like, what are you doing here? Like, it's, that's kind of like, a, not a step down, but it's like a weird move to make to go from being like a Navy SEAL, like a secret government army dude, and then yeah. now you're going to come be a cop in Toronto. And I don't have a donut question about it because I looked it up and they, you don't find out until the end of season two why he left. Oh, so do you guys wow. want to make a guess at what happened? What's uh, Sam? He killed someone. Well, yes. <laughs> Good call. Did what? he have to leave? Was he made to leave? Uh, I think he chose to leave. Mm. There's um, uh, a line from one of the cops who is like around in the area. Or I can't. I, I can't remember if it's when he's uh, uh, being sexist towards Jules, or later on when he's officially introduced to the team. When uh, I think the boss Norm says like he's from he was in Afghanistan, he was JTF, and someone's like, "Oh, cool! Did you kill a lot of Afghanis?" Yeah, that's Spike. I was like, "What Spike the fuck?" Says that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Again, and I think that's like it's a common thing that vets get, and it's like, why would you ever ask somebody that? Yeah. And I like that this show, like, Spike is that kind of a, like, he's just so, he has no tact. And it's like, that's, there's a group of humans out there that talk like that to people. It's like, he doesn't want to talk about that. Anyways, it wasn't an Afghani that he killed. Uh, okay. Team member! <laughs> yeah. And best friend. Jesus. Yeah. He's got some demons, but he's still sexy. Okay, uh, he does compliment them as he's getting dragged out by the boss about their um, post-incident reflexes because they have just gone through this amazing craziness with Goran and he goes to pull a picture out of his pocket. <laughs> to show them. And Jules thinks he's trying to pull a gun. She pulls her gun. They all pull their guns and it's like seconds, right? Like they're not distracted at all. They're like right on it. So he's like, good job, guys. And they're kind of like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? Like, go away. Yeah. I liked it. Sophie's trying to call Ed over and over again. He's not picking up. Um, we get to meet uh, Blair Kowalski of the Special Investigations Unit and then Frank McAndrew, who is his lawyer. And I kind of like the scene, them going at it. It was like two actors that had nothing to do with any of this. Yeah. And then now they're just yelling at each other while he sits there quietly. You didn't wait. Just begging the courts. They say debriefing and you take it literally. Did you say anything? You don't have to say anything to him. That's your right, okay? Frank McAndrew, I'm your lawyer, all right? I'm going to take care of all of this. You have nothing to worry about, all right? You saw it on TV. That was great work. Kowalski, this is a no-brainer. No pun intended. You want to talk to him now or what? Okay. What exactly do you mean he called Scorpio? He means he got the order. When you say you got the order. You gonna get that? It's okay, it's my wife. You can get that. If you wanna go, you can get it. It's your, it's your right. Talk to your wife. Hey, so. Yeah, I can't talk. Yeah. Uh, He's fine. The actor who plays Frank McAndrew is one of the stars of Rookie Blue. He's great on it. And his IMD picture is his Rookie Blue picture. So I was like, is he the same character in this show? Oh. No, totally different person. Uh, but yeah, Frank is like, wants to cut the shit. He's like, there's there's a literal use of force wheel that Ed has to point to, to prove like, yes, I, you know, it's like, it's so in ridiculous in a sense. Like, did you, and, did you try every other option available to yeah, you? Yeah. The last question they ask is like, did you, do you think you used Peter 
to like the best ability to kind of de-escalate the situation. It's like, well, he was nowhere near him. So how the fuck would he now? Mm-hmm. Right. But also, yes. And Peter was useless and got his own dad. Killed. Yeah, he really did. No. If he didn't run in there, they would not have. No, they were about to shoot him anyways. So if he hadn't run in there, he would have been shot. But if he had just like very simply in English said, yes, I'll, I'll calm him down. Let me talk to him. Instead of screaming his head off, they would have uh, given him a few more minutes, yeah. I feel like, to just try and de-escalate that situation. I would have been calm. I would have just said, excuse me, officers, let me explain the situation. <laughs> and talk my father out of this. Father, would you please calm down just one second, uh, please? Please. I, I guess we can't judge. I mean, I had a huge <laughs> issue in the next episode, which we'll talk about, with Penny's mom. Oh my god, yes! Like, I... I am not a mom, and if all things go well, I will never be one. But if I was in that situation, I would be hysterically crying, and I would be choking on my own tears. And as an actor, I wouldn't go that far and make it that, like, try to be the center of that scene, but I would be in the background, and I'd be crying the whole fucking time. Like, you, there's no way! She's so dead-faced when she's telling those stories about the fucking snowstorm yeah and the way the lines were delivered it was like you were like there's no emotional attachment whatsoever crazy okay we just got way ahead of ourselves all right we are so close to being done okay uh everyone thinks he did good work he tells sophie to go to the party she's like okay we'll wait at home for you like when he tells her yes it was me that shot that man Mm-hmm. She's like, he's like, no, go to the anniversary party. It's it's completely fine. Now, do we think this is his first kill? Because there's no, no way he's definitely killed people before. And the way they're well, the reason why they're concerned or why he's shaken up is because he almost killed the son. Well, also because probably yes. shooting someone is never going to get easier. But yes, yeah. I think both reasons. Yeah. Yes, I think killing someone on the best of days is not great, and that he was like literally inches away. Yeah. From killing someone else and you know even we didn't know if he shot the kid because he was like right in the crosshair when he took the shot yeah it was yeah yeah i think that's why he's so shaken up but yes i think that um we also sort of get the sense as this episode ends that this stuff is compounding and he's the one person that doesn't properly handle it like the doctor tries to come to talk to him and says like you know what you can talk to me and yeah. he flirts with her to get out of it. Yes, he's like, oh, you want to go out for dinner? You can, what does he say? Yeah, he just, he asks her out. Look. I know. You're fine. You did a great job out there, but you need somebody to talk to. It's strictly confidential. Doc, if you want a date, just ask. <laughs> oh, you know what? Screw it. I forgot who I was talking to for a minute. <laughs> You're not that guy. You're not going to wonder if you did the right thing. You're not going to have any sleepless nights, flashbacks, memory loss, time distortions. You're not going to feel alone, feel guilty, feel guilty about not feeling guilty. <sighs> That's what happens to other people. You'll be fine. And he's married. Like, and she's just like, okay, yeah, right. I forgot. You're, you're not one of those other guys and she lists all the symptoms that he can expect yeah which are horrible yeah they're so bad guilt of not feeling guilty yeah like 
flashbacks, like bad vision, like yeah. audio hallucinations, like Stop whatever. It was you. And it's crazy. Every other cop is like treating it like every single person he passes by says, "Hey, good work." Yeah. Um, and when he walks Even into the television, the... is is telling him. <laughs> yeah. When he walks into the retirement party, um, there's someone up giving a speech. and yes. uh, I think uh, it's the guy who's retiring. Yeah, and he's like, hey, you're late. Ed, you better have a magnificent reason for yeah. being late. And everyone sort of like applauds. He gets by, a like, round of applause. Which is like, For oof, killing someone. Oof. Yeah. It's complicated. I would never want to be a cop. Ugh, it's just... No, me either. It's too scary. And uh, yes, then he's cornered for a second time in the bathroom by Greg, and he just keeps telling him he's fine. Yeah, so and she says like, eventually all these fines are going to add up. Yeah, you may so want to do the math one day. I mm-hmm. think that it's you're not fine. It's cumulative as well. Is that you know a long career of of killing people? And yeah, he said he's like given that response to like four different people that have approached him, and like, the knowing first he's thing not he well, does after he gets out of the interviews is goes to the firing range, right? Yeah. He goes and shoots another gun, and it's like kind of that like when you get thrown off a horse, get back on the horse thing, but like that's terrifying. Cool, yeah, that stressed me out so much. Uh, yeah, I think we're at the end. Peter, he's holding his dad's hand in the morgue. It's really yeah. sad. At first I thought it was his mom. But I literally thought it was like, this was the time where he comes up with his plan of revenge and he's going to go after them. <laughs> Maybe. He might come <laughs> back. This a season. It's, uh, I should have looked it up. They do, they are good with stuff like that, where like three seasons later, someone else, like, like Clark, Clark, uh, who is Ed's son, like he's there the whole time. Yeah. And like eventually he's a teenager and he's fucking shit up and it goes bad <laughs> anyway you won't get there but it's awesome but ed gets home and he hugs his son yes and uh, jules works on her windows we learned earlier that she likes her house better than the guy she's dating <laughs> and uh <laughs> sam looks at pictures of him and his army buddy who i just told you he accidentally shot yeah in the head. and greg signs off on their uh their report and heads out, and that's the end of the force, pilot. Force of lethal, whatever it was. Yeah. What did you guys think of it as a pilot? Of all the pilots that we've watched now, like ninety-two pilots. Great pilot. Pulled. It's very action heavy and just keeps you on the edge of your seat the I entire didn't like time. It. I yeah, it was I didn't making think that obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was impressed, and I thought the stakes were pretty high. Like he killed, he killed his wife. He got shot in the middle of the episode in the head in front of his son. Oh, my God. And the blood splattered all over that poor woman. Yeah. Oof. She looks very That lady's life is is over. Yeah. Um, Traumatized. I feel like we didn't get a good sense of most of the characters. Um, I mean, we got a really good sense of Ed. We got a pretty good sense of Jules and pretty good sense of Greg. But I feel like that's all that's important in the pilot. Spike and Lou are definitely uh, more B characters. They don't get as okay. many kind of um, plot lines that are just about them. Uh, one of them doesn't make it, but we won't talk about that. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and he, Lou is Romeo from Student Bodies. You guys probably never watched that because you're not yet old enough, but that was such a bad teen <laughs> drama, Canadian teen <laughs> drama. Student Bodies. I've never even heard of it. Oh, it's real bad. Uh, you would love it. I should have put that on the list. Oh, dear. So bad that doesn't even make the list. Uh, yes, and who else are we missing? And Sam. Sam obviously will become a main problem. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like him for a while. 
Yeah, I can see why. He yeah. seems like kind of Comes a dick. Comes off as a dick, <laughs> yeah. for sure. All right, let's talk about episode nine. So it's kind of complicated because they did shoot, I think, uh, 13 episodes, but yeah. then four of them ended up airing in season two, but then it ends, depends what country you live in and how they yeah. arranged them. Mm. So technically, season one only aired nine episodes. In North then, America. Yes, in Canada and the US. But I think on the DVDs, it's in the way it's supposed to be. And on Crave, which is where I was watching, was right. y- you have it set up so that it's 13 episodes for season one. Right. And that's why we made sure we told you which... Well, that's it's... how we found out that Dr. Ray did not know he was supposed to show up here <laughs> when I texted him to make sure he watched the correct episode <laughs> yesterday at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I got out of the theater and I had like 23 text yeah, messages. I knew where you were and I was like, oh, Seth, I hope she's not looking at her phone. Hopefully she's got her phone away because I knew where you were. I did have it away. answer for like 20 minutes. So I was like, oh yeah, I think she's somewhere. And then, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, hopefully she won't look at it. Anyways, because <laughs> it wasn't really that. I mean, it was important, no. but not that important. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about Planets Aligned, episode nine, the finale, not finale of Flashpoint, season one. Uh, the SRU attempts to rescue a kidnapped girl who is being held at a booby-trapped house, but while on the job, they learn that one of the abductors is a teen who went missing several years earlier. Uh, a teen played by who, Saskia? Our favorite ever, Tatiana Maslany. Yes, which is why I'm kind of glad we did watch this as the finale. Me too. She was excellent. We, you could She's definitely really see early Orphan Black vibes in here of some of her characters. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, worshipper. And Lily was good too, I thought. Yes, didn't I agree. At all. Nope, she was a good kid actress. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Coming like from um... our days of, uh, oh my god, what was it called? The child. The child in the, in the jail cell. What? Oh, yeah. In our season one... Barney Miller? Barney Miller. Oh, right, yes. Yeah, to date, the worst kid actor. Still. <laughs> I still think about the midwife. Was it that the one where they were so bad? Called the midwife? Were there kids? There were some kids at the house where the woman had like 17,000 Oh, kids, yes. And they were just downstairs being like, oh, it was so bad. And that was like five years ago. Yeah. And I still remember how Those bad that was. Those were both season one. Yeah. So way to go, Lily. Good job. Good job, girl. <laughs> so yeah, this episode's called Planets Aligned, which is the only part I didn't like about it was this whole like Jules learning to not be afraid of her own mistakes. I was like... It was pretty dumb. What? No. I forgot about it until they brought it up again at the end. And I was like, you're just, you're tying it back to that? And no. Her, the, yeah. So the rest of the dialogue was good, though. dialogue she used to try to convince her to calm down was like, no, this, this should have been <laughs> rewritten at least four more times. Yeah. Okay. So we start the teams converging on a house. We see Penny. She's, I thought she was praying. We later find out she's repeating lines from Paradise Lost. Yes. I have never read. I have. Is it made into a movie? Can I watch I the think movie? It was a TV show, actually. What? In like the seventies, maybe okay. I'm wrong. It's I could be so wrong. It's possible. We shouldn't say things like that on TV Donut unless it's true. But <laughs> we'll we'll find out later. Uh, phone's ringing. I wrote Greg calls Gerald question mark. Turns out that is who was calling. Yeah. Uh, he gives Penny a shotgun and tells her it's time. And that's when we get the flashback, uh, and we are back way back. Uh, to a dad who is in the woods, not in the woods, this is his backyard. Yeah. Uh, they're camping, him and his daughter, he's showing her the stars, realizes she's eaten all the snacks, so she, he goes into the house to get more snacks, and we see a creepy man appear behind her. Well, that was fast, she says, as she's peering into the telescope. Yeah. yeah. And it's not And from father. the completely wrong direction. Yeah. 
Uh, and so she then we see Penny as an, an, a not an adult. We find out later she's 17. Yeah. She's no longer a child. She wakes up from a dream. Um, and she's in this house, which she's locked in. And, yeah, and the room is like for a child. The room she's yeah, in is decorated. It has all these flowers and bees and clouds. It was really pretty, though. It yeah, looks like she I agree. painted it, I guess. Doesn't seem like he would have painted that. No, probably wouldn't have done that for her. <laughs> but I guess if you don't go outside, uh, you want to make the inside as colorful and interesting as, yeah. as possible, right? She's been... Uh, taught that if she leaves, there a bomb will go off and she'll die. Because you will, the, yeah, the ankle monitor. There's a, a wire underground. Dog anklet, which again, like, where around the dog would that go? Around his neck? Yes. It'd have to be a very small dog for it I've, to be ankle sized. Well, I think, yeah, you think you can adjust them. I've seen this before. I, dogs had a dog that had an electric uh, collar. Yeah, but they're collars. They're yeah. collar shaped and collar sized, which would go like around a human person's neck. You wouldn't. Like, you can adjust it. Maybe Not like, every dog is the same, obviously. Uh, yes. Maybe it's like the handcuffs that you can make smaller and bigger. I just, Who knows? doesn't seem right. Anyway, so yeah, it buzz. It, it gives her a shock like it would to a dog if it tried to leave the yard. Yeah. Uh, if she, tr- she she gets too close to any of the exits. And he's told her that if she crosses the threshold, it'll explode and kill her, which is obviously a bullshit lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's he's also told her that the police, uh, if she's ever captured by them, will torture her. Oh my god, he literally told her that they would take her to a, a concentration camp, like they did in Germany. When yes. the bad people were in charge, yeah. they took them to barbed wire fences. Yes. Prisons. Anyway. Yeah. She's she, very afraid and brainwashed. Ins- Insane. And also in and love horrible. with this guy, which is really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Greg uh, comes in for work for the day, and he decides to call his desk sergeant Sunshine, which I did not care for. <laughs> and she says she'll allow it as long as he signs this uh, like letter of application for she's trying to move up, I guess, into a higher rank, get on yeah. the team, take some courses. And her name is Kira. And uh, he's uh, gets a letter back from his son that was sent back return to sender. Yes, was not opened, which is sad. He is very sad about it. Yes. Let's see. Uh, Gerald calls Penny at home, tells her he has a surprise for her. Turns out it's a girl that has been missing for twelve hours. Lily, uh, she was kidnapped from a playground when her mom turned her back for a second. Mm-hmm. So we, personally as the audience, are not excited for this surprise. No. But I also got to imagine Penny isn't going to be happy about this surprise either, right? She's basically being replaced um, with a younger model, which is not good for her. No. No. Well, Well, she doesn't seem to be, like, upset about that. She's more upset when she finds out later. She's more upset that uh, he's kidnapped a girl. I don't think so. I think because when she asks, did I do something wrong? I when, think when, she, when he shows up. Yeah, I agree. She's <clears> just <throat> being like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like, why, why do you need her? a new kid here now? You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. Why? Why what? Why is she here? Did I do something? Yeah, I don't think she's worried about her. That kid. I don't like. She doesn't like that the kid is telling her the truth. I don't think she has. She has the understanding of what is going on. 
Yeah. No, because she was also told that her parents sent her there. Yeah. To be safe. Which is also and what she he's telling that. Lily. I wrote down somewhere in my notes, kids are a lot smarter now. Yeah. And it's true, <laughs> right? I feel like they're so much more savvy and understanding of what's happening around them at a certain age than than she would have been when she was kidnapped. So this is 2008. So she would have been kidnapped in 2000. So yeah, yeah. even then, that's pretty... Yeah. Late, smart, like, star girl and not understand that... Anyway, whatever. Let's not poke too many holes in it. Yeah. Uh, we find out Jules is avoiding her psych evaluation. She does it every year because she doesn't like uh, questions that don't have correct answers. Psych evaluations, you know they're mandatory, right? Yeah, I do. I just, uh... Just haven't signed up for one yet. Everyone else has done theirs already and I wanted to make sure things were copacetic. Everything's copacetic. Look. Look at me. I'm signing up right now. You know, it's like this with you every year, Jules. It's like, uh, nobody likes to do this. You know, they just freak me out. All those questions. Who do you like better, your mom or dad? You want a garden or paint? Fly a plane? Jump on a train? They're just questions. No right or wrong answers. And that's the problem. I like right or wrong. You shoot, there's a target, you hit it. Bullseye, bam, you go home. That's true, you can be perfect. You're scared to make mistakes, it's gonna get in your way. We're human, we're gonna get things wrong. Right, wrong, which is kind of weird. I didn't really <laughs> buy any of that. Uh, gas station attendant spots Lily, sees the birthmark. By giving her a lollipop in the air. Yeah, calls, her, calls the cops and they tell her to get the little plate. She chases the car and does it, which is amazing. That but he doesn't even spot her. Like, rather, yeah. she runs out of the store and he is so close right behind him. It's like, doesn't he stop and think for one second? Yeah, he doesn't even seem like slightly worried that they've been made. And... Like, every gas station has a camera, right? Like, yeah. there's no gas station on Earth that doesn't have a camera. Well, it could be... On the pumps. You could have, like, fake cameras. That's true. Or it could be, like, she doesn't know how to... I mean, I worked at a gas station. I would not know how to... Rewind I never... Yeah, or, or even get... To, I don't even know where the tape is... Where I could see the tape. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fine. It's fine. It was dramatic. <laughs> I liked it. But they uh, find that it's registered to Gerald. Yeah, he's running a car and his own name registered to his own address. I'm like, this is a really good criminal. Very easy. Jesus. Well, I mean, he's gotten away with it for eight years without too many problems, yeah. right? Well, yeah. this is actually one thing that I like about Flashpoint is that um, the uh, most police procedurals are like putting like putting the pieces together, like solving a puzzle. Um, which I don't tend to like because you, in a, in a 45 minute show, like you can't really tell, you can't, I mean, you know, you can, but most of the ones I've seen, they can't really put together an interesting puzzle that you can solve, like while the characters are solving it. Yeah. As well as. And like you said earlier, it's usually the biggest guest star in the episode. Yeah. <sighs> it's just, it. yeah. Um. Like 90% of the time. So with Flashpoint. If you recognize someone's face, they're the murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, but with Flashpoint, with these two episodes at least, anyways, it's Almost like... Almost always you know who did it. It's immediately, like, yeah. it, the thing happened, and then the whole episode is around... It's basically like a long action sequence, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it's like a much smaller thing. Like, it happens... Uh, like, probably almost in real time. It's more micro, yeah. If there is a, a puzzle to solve, it's the why, not the who. Yeah. Mm. You know, if this person is... Uh, doing something dangerous, but are they a bad person or a good person, right? Like, 
doesn't mean that they should be doing what they're doing, but like, should we shoot this person or should we try to help them? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of that. And I think any other show, it would be like, they would have to find out, like, he would have stolen a car because he would have been a master criminal. He would have hot-wired it, and they would have had to track it, track, like, where the car came from. He would have had to see uh, a computer screen zooming in as they yeah. enhance the... And then get, like, security footage from a bank machine of him, like, boosting the car. Yeah. And, yeah, totally. And we don't get any of that. There's no investigating. They're not the investigating cops. Right. They're the, holy shit, this is fucking bad, help us cops. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Uh, Greg tells Ed about the, his letter and he's like, go see your son. Like, don't write him letters. And he's like, no, I think I'm done. (laughs) I'm done parenting. I'm over it. Uh, which did not make me happy, but he'll change his mind. Uh, Lily gets her own anklet. Um, and she is not buying Gerald's shit. Like, he's like, I, your dad, blah, blah. She's like, my dad's in Buffalo with my grandma. Like, he's on the phone. She, she knows he's lying. This is where we have to stay until it's safe to go out again. We have no choice. It's what your parents wanted. That's why they asked me to bring you here. They didn't. Yes, they did. Your dad and I had a long talk before we left last night. My daddy wasn't there last night. He was in Buffalo with my grandma. We talked on the phone. Come here. First rule of the house. No talk back. She knows exactly what's happening. Yeah. She's been kidnapped. She needs to get away. Right? And they always say, like, never let them take you to a second location. So she knows she's fucked. Uh, the, they're surrounding the house. They know already know where he is. The neighbor tells them, yeah, I saw him come home about 10 minutes ago. Didn't see the kid. Anything right? Because we did see the neighbor in the driveway. Um, looked like a teenager with, like, a sideways hat find out he has two priors for sexual assault he has spent some time in jail which was before he kidnapped penny penny yeah Mm -hmm. and uh he's a contractor who built this entire neighborhood which it's fucking creepy all the windows are frosted and he's got a crazy uh, alarm system like a sensor system yeah so he can see if people are coming from any direction around his house uh, so he tells, uh, Penny to take Lily upstairs, uh, and Lily tries to run, and Penny gets, uh, locked in the closet. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's had enough of her. And again, like, get the vibe, right? Like, he's trying to take her upstairs to have sex with her, and she's trying to stop that. But again, is like, is it for Lily's benefit, or is it for... I really think it's Adam? for Lily's benefit. In that scene, it seems like it is. But I think it's also mm. a little bit of both. It's like, she doesn't want to be replaced. Uh, and then that's when the phone rings, and Gerald picks it up, and we are back where we started at the beginning of the episode again. So that was a quicker one, quicker turnaround. Yeah. This one has, like, maybe two or three acts at the end where yeah. they're trying to de-escalate certain situations. So Greg talks to Gerald. He says, we know you have Lily. Uh, and he says, yeah, great. If you come in here, I'll kill her. So Hello? Well, Mr. Douglin, this is Sergeant Gregory Parker with the Police Strategic Response Unit. Am I speaking with Gerald Douglin? Mr. Douglin, a little girl has been abducted and we have reason to believe that she's inside your house. Now, if you and the other occupants can please exit, we can start talking about how you can safely return Lily to her parents. If you're interested in her safety, then you stay out of my house. 
You step one foot in this house, and I swear to God, I will kill her, and I will take you down. No! It's time. They're here. You know what to do. I know what to do. Come on, pick up the phone. Like we practiced, like I showed you. What's happening? They've come, okay? Don't worry, I'll protect you. Come on. Quick, Penny. Okay, take that, take that. Are you staying with us still? We're gonna need more ammo, okay? We've got more in the basement. Don't have I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Two minutes. I'll be right back, I promise. Without you, no life. Okay. Yes. And I yeah. got very confused because literally the very next thing they do is enter the house. Yeah. They're like, not Well, because he, he's not uh, answering the phone. So that's kind of their... He's not there anymore. Protocols. Like, if they can't establish communication with him, if there's no way to talk him down, then they got to do something fast. Yeah. Especially with kids, right? Mm-hmm. But they do say, and I think it's Ed that's like, going in is dangerous for her staying out is dangerous for her so yeah. like either call is is not great 11 43 a.m first telephone contact terminated by subject threats uttered to hostage and police units all right he's not re-establishing hey ed holding in position you can't re-establish if you go in dangerous for the girl but if we don't go in dangerous for the girl copy that but that's why they have their little cameras yeah and shit yeah yeah, so he gives Penny a shotgun, lets, lets her out of the closet, and he tells her she knows what to do. It's, it's time. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they finally it's come. come. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't want Gerald to leave her, but he says he's got to get more ammo. He'll be back in two minutes. Did you believe that he was going to come back? Never. I did. <laughs> 50-50. I knew what was going to happen, so. I mean, as soon as they said he built the neighborhood, I was like, oh, yeah. Secret tunnels. Oh really? I, mean, I was I did not expect secret tunnels. Yeah, I totally knew it. As soon as they said he was a contractor that built the neighborhood, I was like, he's gonna run through everyone's house, <sighs> which I don't think he did. Oh, he went under them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So like Saskia said, they go in through the garage. Uh, Penny starts setting up a barricade in their room, and they go into the house. No one's in the basement. They find the dog anklet, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Uh, Ed hears a noise in the basement, so him and I think it's Wordy go down there. And uh, Sam and Jules head upstairs, and they find the girls um, barricaded in the room. Um, they find Penny, and Kira is able to ID her as not another criminal, but another victim. Yeah. Which is pretty good work. Instantly. Yeah. Pretty much. Especially if you consider, like, uh, she says that her picture matches... Um, an aged up photo of Penny and when you see what she was looking at it's like the most terrible it's, CG like it's like Tatiana's <laughs> face with like a wig on it like, it's but not pretty, a wig like a like digital fake hair yeah it was very weird ah. so c- considering that that was what she was working with um extremely good yeah uh Penny shoots out the camera when she sees it with her shotgun oh I uh that has those little Let's fly everywhere. <laughs> Ed uh, and Wordy can't find anything in the basement, but uh, they swear they heard a scraping noise, so they move something and they find this tunnel. And uh, Greg's like, "All right, chase them down the tunnel, but just keep me up to date yeah. on what's going on down there." Uh, and he tells 
Lou. I was worried. I was worried for them. I thought a bomb was going to go off and yeah. blow, them, blow them away. How that guy doesn't seem like the bomb type. Although I guess you're going to booby trap your house. But he didn't booby trap the house. No, he, he just, just pretended to. Had yeah. some cameras set up. Yeah, and some sensors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he tells Lou to get in touch with Penny's parents and get them down here. Asa. Yeah. And, uh, Kira helps Ed, um, go through the tunnels, basically, and tell mm-hmm. him, like, where he's going, and he does eventually spot Gerald Running. up ahead. So they chase him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty great sequence of running it's through not the a bad tunnel tunnels chase. and shooting and then... Going up a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. Uh, do you want to talk about the scene where Jules tries to talk them down? Yeah, that that was the one where I really think they needed to rewrite. <laughs> yeah, it was very stressful. And she's like, I don't know if I can do it. Hey, girls, my name is Jules. Slow down, Jules. Just work against the adrenaline. Your names are Penny and Lily. Is that right? Well, I'm a police officer, and I'm here to help you both. You know, I'd really like to open these doors so that we can speak easier. Is that okay? All right, I'm opening the door, but I promise you I'm going to stay back here, all right? Penny, is that right? The little girl that you have with you, her name is Lily Deacon. And I'm really hoping that we can return her safely to her mom and dad. Can we work that out? Can you help us out with that? Get away from us! Team status, everybody. No harm. No harm, no harm. No harm. Sarge? De-escalate, Jules, de-escalate. Whatever Penny's world was an hour ago, it's a whole lot more confusing now. So just, just keep doing what you're doing. Just stay covered. It's like, you no, know, and then he's like, all right, I'll come in. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to talk her down. Help me with the Stockholm, that's what she says. Yes. Penny has Stockholm Syndrome and is a Big local time. captor. <laughs> yeah, I guess they, they have to do that because maybe the, the viewers don't know what Stockholm Syndrome is. Yeah. But um, it's... I mean, people should know by now. It's a pretty common it's, term. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think people have been using that term. Since. There was a couple things that they explained in these episodes where I was like, you didn't need to tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but, I mean, it doesn't really work. Like, Jules tries to talk her down, tries to explain. Um, she wants to know where Gerald is. They tell the truth. We don't know. He ran. He left mm-hmm. you here. We have not caught him. She doesn't believe that. Um, she shoots at them like once or twice more. Yeah. yeah. And then Lily just stands up and is like, you know what? I want to go. I'm fucking done. I'm, I'm going to go and be with my parents. What he said about my parents was not true. Yeah. They did not send me here. He was lying. He's a liar. Mm -hmm. And then she pulls, she holds the gun on Lily. It's like, I cannot let them take you to the to the concentration camp. And Greg's like, okay, I'm not in there. If you got to shoot this girl, shoot this girl. And her parents are standing right there on the street, mm-hmm. not crying. Oh my God, there was also an Anne Frank reference in this, as well as one of our class shows. Yeah, there was. That's yeah. true. <laughs> true story. This is Anne Frank week yes. on uh, the podcast. Yes. Yeah, so that, uh, Lily just basically, you know, 
walks away. Spike's able to grab her. And then Penny pulls the gun on Jules. And Sam fully wants to shoot her in the face, which was so hot. And Jules is like, no, do not fucking shoot her in the face. I am going to handle this. This is... And she tells her to go watch Lily uh, get go outside and not blow up, which is awesome. And and Lily walks. Her parents aren't there because she's not from the. She's, they're not in the city where she was kidnapped from. Yeah, they drove all night with her, so her parents aren't there. But she goes and, and you know there's, there's a cop who takes care of her and an ambulance lady, and she sees everything's fine. And then Penny's mom sees her in the window. Finally, we get a reaction, <laughs> and yeah, they talk her outside. Eventually. Yeah. There was literally not a moment of crying from either parent. No. And, yeah, it's like... And then yeah, she was like, taken just, from us. I haven't seen her in eight years. Just be cool. It was such a, like... F- yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> so that, how they how they do it is like... I'm going to blame the casting. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Um, so how they do it is, is they, uh, they get Penny's mom and dad to tell... Uh, Stories. Oh yeah, we just skipped over the something, worst scene. Something that uh, that Penny would remember, and Jules like, rem- do you remember when you were a kid and there was a snowstorm, and then you got to stay up late, and it's- which is such an <laughs> unspecific, ridiculous memory. Like, why would you remember that? Uh, he said I'd die if I left the house. Penny. No. No. You have him. We don't. We don't. You have him and he isn't coming back. We don't. We do not have him. No, without him, no life. Okay, Penny. Penny, please. Please. Two minutes. That's what he said. He said two minutes. He promised. He said he was coming back. It's not true, is it? He isn't coming back, is he? Sir, she's got her gun on Jules. Jules, you got to control this thing. I have the solution. Copy that, Sam. Your call. It's your call. No. Please. Sarge, you got to let me do this. She's going to be okay. Okay, Penny. I want to help you go home. I want to help you remember the girl that you used to be. Good thinking, Jules. I'll get the mother on it. Feed her memories. Sarah, I need you to tell us about your child. Any time that you felt joy or safe or loved or thrilled or anything. I remember the snowstorm in the country. We were walking, uh, trying to get to the house. There was a snowstorm. You and your parents. And then we lost her. We Remember we couldn't find her? And my heart was pounding. Only for a minute, they, they couldn't see you because of all the snow. Yeah, and then we did. We scooped up Pips and we took her home. And you got to stay up late. Do you remember that? And they gave you three desserts. Oh, mosquito netting. She used to have it over her bed like a canopy. A canopy that was like a tent. And there were all these stuffed animals underneath. The telescope she got when she was nine, it's still there. It's still in her room. And I wanted a telescope so bad when I was a kid. Saturn. I don't even know where that is. But I guess you do. Because that's what your parents are saying. Uh, and unless she never ever got to stay up late, like or that was the only, only time. ever snowed once where they're from, <laughs> like it was like a freak snowstorm. Then I would think you would remember that. I didn't like that like, scene if at anyone all. Anyone said no, to me, like, like, remember when you were eight and there was a snowstorm? I'd be like, there was thousands. I lived in <laughs> Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Like there was snowstorm every fucking. <laughs> they're day. also in in 
Ontario. So yes, it's that's what I'm will saying. Be like, they would have had so many. It's not, it doesn't snow as much in Toronto, but yeah, there's yeah. a lot of fucking snow. And the scene made me really dizzy because they decided to use the freaking camera motion of sweeping the parents and then back around to Tatiana hearing it or Jules relaying the story to Tatiana and the camera just didn't stop moving the entire time. I didn't like that time. at all. I, no. I really, it's, it, it, when you do something that, like, that's flashy with your camera, it has to be a huge moment. Mm-hmm. And, and that was not no, a huge they, moment. They were yeah. trying to make it a huge moment. And they, the thing that got her was the nickname, right? Pips. Pips. Which is what the dad called her in the flashback so that we wouldn't for sure know that Penny and Pips were the same person, I guess. Uh, yeah, which is short for Pipsqueak. And she remembered that. And that's what convinced her that the mm. cops weren't going to torture her to death, just like they did to Anne Frank. <laughs> yes, literally. Oof. The bad people were in charge. <laughs> Uh, they do catch up with Gerald. He says he's misunderstood. Uh, and then he kills himself. Yeah. But he's not. He he's just ch- wants to be happy. He's just like anybody else. Kidnapping child molester. I actually <laughs> thought for a moment they were trying to make us feel empathetic with this guy. And I'm like, that's never going to happen. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Well, I, Even Ed was like, okay. Yeah. Bullet number six. I, yeah, I do think they had that scene. Like, I think that was supposed to be like a redemption for him. Cause, cause Ed was like, come on out. He's like, no. Uh, we, we can help you. Like, no, the only thing that can help is I can't me shooting her. myself in the head. Without oh, her, no life. Yeah. Which is from the book, I guess. Yeah. All right, we're almost to the end. So, uh, Greg is uh, proud of Jules. She faced her biggest fear of making a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's buying drinks, but he can't come because he's going to Dallas for the weekend to see his son. Yes! Uh, and then we see Penny back in her room, and the stars are still there. They're still the there. Daddy, the stars are still there. I didn't mind that. I, I liked that line. I get that, was, that, that was after fine. being trapped in a house, never being able to go outside for and eight years. And it's magical to discover the stars are in the exact same place. It's true. That'd be, yep. Yes. Good one. All right. Amazing. So we've got one love it scene every episode. For God's sakes, watch this show. One no, this was terrible. And one yeah, okay. Well, I don't I think it was to. terrible. No, I liked it, and I will. I will never hesitate to watch a second episode. <laughs> okay, it's, yes. It was fun. I will say in this. I believe uh, in the second season, it gets a bit flashier in the terms of like more money is put into it. Mm-hmm. This was. It's a CTV show. I don't know if I said that, but it also aired concurrently on CBS, same as Rookie Blue. So it gets a little more money, I think, in the second season where it's like, okay, they saw that it, it worked. People were watching. Like, this first season was like a summer series, I think. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it started in July. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next season, it was like a September, like a real, not a real show. But you guys know what I'm saying. Yes. Um, cool. So even I think it gets even a little bit more... Um, high class that's definitely not the word <laughs> higher quality artisan like they use on shameless yeah. even though that's just maybe better extras but there are always episodes like this this it, like it's very intense at all times this show is about being in intense situations and yeah if you hire the wrong extra to be the person that needs to be like <laughs> losing their shit it's it, it's hard to believe the episode yeah you're just like oh, okay you're not reacting properly to this no. and some people are good at it and some people aren't and that's 
you know, the crapshoot that they have to go through, I guess. Even the father, who I feel like should have carried the weight of that scene because he was the one with her, with her in the, in the flashback. Yes, he also should have been crying his face off. Yeah, and he wasn't. Yeah. They've cried all their tears eight years ago. Yeah, they're No over tears it. left. All right, let's do the quiz. Let's see who's going to win Ready? the donuts. I'm going to win. You yeah. always do. You always do. It's highly likely. I All right. In time. episode two, the team has to disarm a man at the hospital because A, his wife dies because of a doctor's mistake. B, a heart meant for his daughter is given to another patient because of a clerical error. C, his son's bone marrow transplant is denied because their insurance won't cover all the costs. D, he's having a PTSD flashback and thinks he's back in Iraq. Uh, it's A. A is also my answer. Well, no, we have to pick different answers. I'll pick That's uh, B. That's not how it works. You don't have to pick different answers. If A is the right answer, then you want to pick A. Okay, I'll pick A. I'm not... It's A. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sticking with A. It's B. See, I... <laughs> I should have changed. See, and I didn't because of because of another story with um, One Tree Hill. Yes. <laughs> and I thought, I'm like, no. That, well, no, that doesn't happen. No. But well, he gets a monkey heart, I think. Similar. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Excuse me? An eight part. Yeah, I think he goes to, like, South America to get an eight part transplant after the dog eats his heart. In One Tree Hill? Yeah. The Faja. Dan's supposed to get a, a heart transplant, <laughs> but the heart gets dropped and a golden retriever eats it. That is not a joke. And I'm pretty sure, and again, please correct me if I'm wrong, that he ends up getting a transplant from, from an like a baboon. But would that not kill him instantly? The baboon heart? Maybe that's a, maybe he just says that. Oh my he God. writes a book, like a, he gets really famous near the end of the series for doing a self-help book, but maybe it's a lie that he had the baboon heart and he really like killed some, I can't remember. Father Scott! I can't remember. If you guys cared, you would have kept watching, so too bad. In episode something... Okay. A cop is taken hostage by his sister-in-law for what reason? A. He's working for the mob and endangering his kids. B. He's cheating on his wife with his sister-in-law and she's had enough. C. He owes a huge gambling debt to a Chinese gangster who is threatening his wife. D. He's been abusing his wife physically and the police won't do anything about it. Uh, you gotta C. guess first. I'm gonna say D. It is D. Eric is right. Finally. I'm in the lead. First they're on the cop side, and then they realize... That's really cool. Hmm. Question three. One nothing for Eric. In episode six, where did the team search for a gang of teen girls involved in a shooting? A. The mall. (laughs) B. A high school dance. C. Canada's Wonderland. D. A multiplex. B. Which is a movie theater with lots of theaters in it. Uh, D, multiplex. Okay. You said B? I said B. High school dance? Mm, the answer is the mall. Oh, I should have I gone with... It's it's t- the obvious answer here. Yeah. They go to the mall. They always go to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> In question... Question four. Uh, what upsets Sam at the start of episode seven? A, his girlfriend dumps him for being at work all the time. B, his dad returns after being gone for more than a decade. C, he learns one of his former platoon mates has taken his own life. D, Jules turns him down for a date again. Uh, I'm going to say C. I'm going with B. I think the first two uh, answers are plots that have already we've seen in the two episodes that we watched. And D... His father returns? And his well, girlfriend dumped him? 
No, no, that that was the that was the fourth one. Oh no, girlfriend dumped him. Oh yeah, I I don't know what I was thinking. I got confused, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, never mind. You're right. Still going with C? I'm still going with C. Yeah. Okay, and your answer was B. Okay, it's C. Yeah. No, oh my god, that that was the one I wasn't even considering. Yeah, it's too. You can't. You can't win. Uh, <laughs> question five. <laughs> like, what was C? Uh, he learns one of his former platoon mates yeah. has taken his own life. Really didn't think that one because he already killed someone. Yeah, he in his platoon. He doesn't. But we don't know that yet. No, at this point. But that's why I excluded that answer. <laughs> <laughs> in episode eight, where is Ed taken hostage, forcing the team to rescue one of their own? A in the courthouse. B at a bank. C in his own home. D at the police station. It's home. Uh, police station. Mm, it's in the courthouse. God damn it! That was my first instant answer yeah. too. I knew it had to be either courthouse or. Police I went station. against all, right. all my once instincts. again. I think. Did like I get any points? Hundred for a hundred. Uh, Eric has won the donut. No, he didn't get all of them. He didn't get the first question. Well, I just always win. No, I mean he always wins. Oh when yes, he's here. Yes. yes, that is accurate. Uh, did you get one? Did I don't you think say I say D on question two? He was abusing his wife. No. Yes. Yeah, you did. Oh, I did. I think you got one question right. But it doesn't matter. Either way, I. Congratulations. Donuts. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, is that the passion fruit? Yeah, it's passion fruit mango. That's the best. And today is the last day that it will be available, they told yeah. me. That's literally so. the best donut they have. Yeah. Well, there you go. Maybe Eric will split it with you <laughs> if you're really lucky. Uh, no, losers don't get donuts. Maybe I'll split wow. it with Hannah. Wow. Maybe I'll split it with Hannah. All right. <sighs> don't look. No looking. All right. We're going to pick our next show. I added a few more just for funsies. Uh, it is between one and three hundred and thirty-five. Uh, I'm gonna say one. I knew you were gonna do that, and I almost deleted one, and then I put it back on there. Oh, Saskia's gonna be pissed though. She'll never pick it. You better pick a good one because the one's a long one. Two hundred and seventy. <laughs> 270. Okay, I just want to say before I tell you what it is, I'm up for one. I've been wanting to watch it for a long time, but, uh, I don't think Saskia's gonna pick it. <laughs> Alright, 270. Let's see what that's gonna be. Oh my god, it's Saint Elsewhere! That's exciting! Is that exciting? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I've been wanting to watch that for a long time, too. Wow. It's like a super famous, uh, 80s drama. Oh, six seasons. It's the one spoiler alert. Am I allowed to spoiler alert? I think you. I think this is the one thing you don't need to spoiler alert because everybody knows this. Exactly, exactly. Howie. Except Saskia. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the spoiler alert? No. Maybe don't say it then. <sighs> but we're not going to watch the finale of the <laughs> series. We're only going to watch the finale of season one. That's true. Go ahead and spoil it. I think it's all a dream. Oh my god. The whole sh- the it's whole show. <laughs> it's in a snow globe. Uh, okay. Oh, I've heard that. Just yeah. didn't remember. It was this one. Number one is Band of Brothers. Oh, I've seen Band of Brothers. Oh, I'm so jealous of you. Well, maybe <laughs> we should pick that one because you can do the quiz. For a really long time. The, the pilot's only an hour ten. I was going to delete it because I thought for sure it'd be two hours, but then I checked and it's only hour ten, which is long. It's pretty I, long. I'm kind of leaning towards St. Elsewhere. It, I would I'd be happy with that as well. I've been mean. It's it's such a talked about show in in the the writing of... Uh, TV dramas. Who created it, please? Uh, his name would be, or her name. It's a him. Creator Joshua Brand, John Falsey, John 
Masuis. Okay, never mind. I thought it was Zwick, and I thought it was going to be the My So-Called Life guys. Mark Tinker. Oh. I'm wrong. I'm remembering okay, wrong. Okay, there's so many. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, okay, so is that is that your choice? Okay, there's only the two creative guys. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm going to choose it. All right, we'll be watching. Band Brothers is the best. And so I really need to watch it. Okay, hard to watch. Uh, we're gonna watch Saint Elmo's. Saint Elsewhere. Saint oh my God, I wish Elsewhere. <laughs> Saint Elsewhere. Uh, tune in. Thank you so much for listening, and don't listen to Eric. Watch Flashpoint. Yes, watch it. <laughs> Bye. 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 Closer to the railing And nobody here is ever fooled